Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. It's the not the dog days of summer yet, but it's certainly we had summer today with the torrential downpour. Uh, that was thrice. I only got one at oh, my house. I got three. Oh, nice, good for you. One while I was mowing. Oh, I mowed yesterday. I was mad. It's like only the third time I've mowed all summer. It's not a thing. Did I went, you? I was. I was. Went to a premiere. Oh, ooh, I was a little premiere boy. Oh, is this why we had to adjust the schedule this week? Because of you? Yes, because of me. I like every time we adjust it because of me. You make note it was my fault. So, so. this is like maybe the second time in like three hundred and sixty oh. something episodes. Allow me. What son of a bitch? What? There's no bells. Oh yeah, the kids took them, and then I took them away from the kids, which I guess took them away from you because you're a child. Is that as a child <laughs> above or below kid? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You're a youth. You and the youths. Uh, well, they're just into making noises for the is, sake of making noises. This is only going to create more problems for you because I'm going to come up with an alternative way to create noise. I'll slap you. They don't make a noise. That's not the noise we're looking for. Okay, you saw a thing. I did. I went to the main premiere of King on Screen. I think that was what it was called. Oh, okay. Which is a Stephen King documentary just about, like, I won't say all the movies because some stuff got ignored. Did they not talk about Maximum Overdrive? Somehow they didn't. That one kind of shocked me. Did it shock the hell out of you? Because <laughs> it certainly didn't scare the hell out of me. They also didn't talk about like the Dark Tower. We <laughs> made you. Oh, God. But it was like, it was really good. It was really well made. I was surprised by the number of people they got to do this. It was all like filmmakers, like just like directors who had done stuff. Yeah. But it, it was really well put together. It was really interesting. I learned some stuff I didn't, I didn't know. It was cool. It was, it was um, you know, whenever it gets released... I don't know, digitally or to a wider audience, it's well worth seeing. I had a really great time with it. All right. Some of the people were like these real like legends, like they got like Frank Darabont and he's in it a ton. And they get then they get like the guy that made Dolan's Cadillac. What's that? You haven't heard of Dolan's Cadillac? Good and there's a reason. Or like the guys that made like Cell or like the uh, Pet Cemetery remake. Like all oh, just huh. like some real trash movies. Not the Cell with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Lopez. No, the movie Cell with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Cell is in like a like like a jail cell, or cell is in. I would like to have you purchase these goods for me. I am selling them to you. No, is in um, cell phones are all making us zombies. But it was written in like 2006. And it was oh, like I forgot a, that one. An old man that was just like cell phones. What are these things? This big clamshell cellular phones. Yeah, not a great story. Worst movie. Oh, okay. But I, I'm I'm kind of like talking down to some of it. But it was like it was really good. They had a lot of good people in there. It was really interesting. I had a great time. Okay. Recommend it one, you know, it's available, but, you know, the main premiere. The main premiere. Yeah, it was in the opera house. Had a good time. Had a fancy time. Ooh, a fancy time. But we got tons of stuff going on this week, so we should just jump into it. We got the news of the week. Mm -hmm. Weird comics facts. Yep. Sports reports. Secret Invasion. Star Trek Brave New Worlds. Young Indiana Jones. And your questions. Your snarky-ass questions, I should add. Oh, oh, that's now we're talking. Please, be snarky. But thank you for the questions. Um, so yeah, let's just dive in. Let's go into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Well, this might be the last week of news for a while. Oh, really? Because we're recording this uh, Wednesday evening, a couple hours away from the deadline of the Screen Actors Guild strike, if it happens. And let's just say it, it's happening. <laughs> 
it is a high likelihood at this point. Wow. So we could be like bereft of news. We'll see what happens because, yeah, like actors can't do any press like if that's the case and like they obviously stop working. But that's where the problem is. So because this has been looming like over the last like 48 hours, Mm -hmm. basically the production has been working 24-7, which I'm not quite sure how that's legal. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Go against the union? I'm pretty sure there are union rules about how much you can work, but... But yeah, basically actors are working 24-7 right now, like just trying to get productions. I shouldn't say it's like the actors who are pushing it. It's obviously not them. Yeah. But studios are pushing everyone to work basically 24 hours right now because uh, things are about to wrap up in like three hours. Wow. Okay. That's big. Yeah. This will be uh, the first time since 1960 since there was a multi-union strike. That's not good. No. And there's also news coming out around it that uh, (laughs) this came out through Deadline uh, with an anonymous executive basically saying... Their plan was to wait it out until the writers started losing their apartments and homes Mm -hmm. so that they had to just come back for a deal that they don't want. Like, they called it a cruel but necessary evil. That is messed up. That is very messed up. Also, that they have all, well, it's more of the- You want fair wages? Well, we're going to wait till you can't afford an apartment and you're out on the street. What? But isn't that what unions are designed to prevent? Yeah. They're trying to prevent that. Ah. It's messed up. It's very messed up. It's not a good look either. No, 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 no. It's not. Like you're telling me that like millionaires are like, hey, you want living wages? Nah, we're gonna just make it so you can't afford your mortgage or apartment. And really, it's like the it's not the big name actors who suffer. It's the I mean, right now they're talking about the writers for this, no, but like, also for the writers. But yes, like people who are mostly living paycheck to paycheck. I understand these people. Mm, yes. <laughs> How does? I mean, yeah, it's no fun to live paycheck to paycheck. Yes, we are. We're podcast rich. I don't see a single dollar from this. <laughs> Good. What if, what if I'm going to make it so you can't afford your mortgage? Uh, doing this podcast? Yeah. Wow. I'm just going to bleed you dry. Well, I mean, it just proves that I'm morally bankrupt, just not <laughs> money bankrupt. But so, yeah, that's fun. So that will probably be happening at midnight tonight. By the time you hear this podcast, it probably already has. Does that mean I get to go on strike too as a performer? No. You're not a performer. I perform on this show. I act. You're barely a court jester. I act. Like, I act like I care. <laughs> I do care. You're barely a sounding board. Oh, soundboard, you say? I have no idea where you're leading with that. But nope. <laughs> no, no, no. That's enough of that. What? What do you mean? Stop. Strike your phone. That wasn't very nice. It scared the dog. Bruh. Yeah. Why'd you hit my phone? Bruh. Yeah. No. Bruh. Nope. Put it down. Fine. You're no fun. I am the antithesis of fun. I'm a good hang. No, you're not. <laughs> not when you lo- let me have my time my fun my play instead of multitudes of fireworks in my yard against your wishes I, know. I might add so tempted you're like, oh do you have a lighter and i just went nope and you your face was just like oh no what do i do now i was so close to giving you a butane torch to try and light that stuff off oh, with that would have been easy that would have been mm. way too easy i just wanted to see if you blew your hand off but... uh, no because i wouldn't be holding on to it except for the ones that you were holding on to yeah but that's different <laughs> okay Okay, anyway. Hey, this is one of those things. It got released, and then I went, oh, we're getting some set photo leaks, aren't we? Oh, is it the Wolverine Deadpool pictures? Yep. So this came out like officially through Ryan Reynolds, and then they released like a high-res version later of like, hey, look, there's Deadpool and Wolverine in his yellow costume. Yes, and looking I w- <laughs> huge jacked man. Huge jacked man. When I that came out, I was like, oh, I guarantee there are a bunch of set photos coming out later today. Lo and behold, there were because there they were shooting were. outdoors. Yeah, people are excited about it. Like Hugh Jackman in the, the yellow costume. I got a couple of gripes with the costume, and it's not the lack of the mask, which I'm sure you'll see at some point. Yes. 
why are they covered? Like, the Wolverine costume is sleeveless. Because he's got to show off those arms. I know. Why does he have sleeves, though? That's the point. Why are we not seeing those those arms? Because why I'm going to... Why are you taking those arms away from me? I think that they might not be as uh, robust as they used to be. Oh, I think they are. Okay, well, then maybe they are. I don't know. But I'm confused. I'm like, show us the arms, man. That's what we're here. Yes. We're here with some beefy arms. I want the arms. I'm trying to... There we go. Uninstall. I don't know if I trust this app that I downloaded, so I'm just great. before I get a virus on my phone. Anyway. And also... He doesn't have his blue trunks. I didn't. See, I don't know if people were. I didn't see anyone talking about that. But also, I don't look that hard. Like people, are like where's that mask? Like where are his trunks? Where's his big blue diaper? Yeah, where is all that? He's got too much cover in the arms and not enough cover in the crotch. Do you think? I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you think they'll find a way to work the meme in? Like where Wolverine's sitting on the bed and he's looking at a picture and it's a picture of himself, which is clearly no. doctored to make that happen but that'd be a fun gag no the picture is him looking at like photo of gene but the, yes that's yes the, maybe I, I would say nothing's off the table with this uh the set photos also revealed that they are in the ruins of the 20th century fox logo which is amazing yeah i think that's really funny it's like that looks like a really like planet of the apes moment to me which was also a 20th century fox property so hey maybe that's probably gonna be damn like damn you damn you all to so hell. so here's my my theory on that because i saw that remember how in the last Deadpool, they had the, the opening sequence like James Bond where um, Celine Dion was singing the song. Yep. I'm thinking we'll get something similar to that here. And then the 20th century logo is like gets destroyed as part of the opening sequence. Yeah, maybe. I have I don't know how it's going to tie in. Like Maybe it's like that gets destroyed and then they jump into the Marvel Universe somehow. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But it's at least a funny visual. Yes. And the other Deadpool news that happened this week, I mean, there are some rumors, but the only one officially confirmed is that uh, Jennifer Garner is returning as Elektra. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then I did see a bunch of people being like, this means Ben Affleck is Daredevil is a guarantee. I'm like, you guys remember they're divorced, right? Like, just because she's back doesn't mean he wants to do this again. And he also just got off a very messy time as Batman. I would say mm. Ben Affleck is not a guarantee. Ben Affleck has not had a good go of Superman, or superhero movies, I should say. Yes, I, I would not say that uh, he's a guarantee. And I got so annoyed about the Jennifer Gardner news. Like, I'm like, oh, that's fun. Mm. Like, she was in two bad movies where she played that character. And there were, like, all these think pieces about, like, what does this mean for the, like, larger universe? I'm like, you know what it means? It means she's going to be in there for 15 seconds. It's going to be a gag. That's it. Yes. Don't overthink. It's nothing like, yeah, I I got so annoyed this week. Like all like the video essays and like big think pieces about like, what does the Jennifer Garner thing mean? Like it means nothing. It's just, a, it's going to be a joke. Yeah. That's all it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to matter in the slightest. It's just going to be fun at the moment. You're going to go, oh, I remember her. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. I do have a potential theory though. Okay. Especially with even like the Fox logo um, being destroyed. In Marvel Comics, they've done at least three of these. Originally... I believe it was uh, Thanos kills the Marvel Universe. Squirrel Girl also did it. And uh, Deadpool is also like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. In fact, I think he's done it twice. I think they did two of those series. Oh, good for him. But I think there's a potential where he just goes through and just wrecks all the Fox characters. That would be fun to watch. I think they might. I don't know. I could be wrong, but just like seeing the destroyed logo and like, okay, we're going to be getting a bunch of cameos from characters that like definitely don't have like longevity being carried over. I see a world where Deadpool just kills most of them, but he can't kill Wolverine because of the healing factor. I'm on board with that. I could be wrong, but that's that's my work in theory. Going off of very little information. <laughs> Somebody said they should bring back Laura from Logan. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be tremendous. Yeah, she. I mean, it's been a number of years, but yeah, she was really fun in that role. Yeah, she was. She did a great job. Bunch of casting news around the Superman Legacy movie. Oh, the one that's going to be put on hold yep. because of the actor strike. Yep. 
Uh, I didn't write down all the actor names, so sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, Green Lantern will be in there, played by Nathan Fillion. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, especially because he's voiced Hal Jordan in a number of DC animated movies. Except, wait, he's not playing Hal Jordan. He's playing Guy Gardner, the annoying one with a bowl cut in a vest. I love a good vest. Even better. I love a good vest. He's playing the worst Green Lantern, which I think is much funnier. (laughs) And he's also confirmed he's going to have the stupid bowl cut. I never had a bowl cut growing up. No, me either. No. But, I mean, that's exciting. Even as a big Three Stooges guy, you never did a bowl cut? You think I looked at Mo Howard and said, yeah, that's the look for me. I had more of a Larry Fine hairdo. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. You did big, have old, that. big old curly hair. It's true. Well, I mean, just thinking about the mustache choices that you've made recently, I didn't know if you were going to... Three Stooges didn't have mustaches? No, but it would be cool if they did. When they could twirl. There was No, there was a really great one. Um, there was a World War II one uh, where Mo is... They get captured by the Nazis and they have to escape, so Mo dresses up as Hitler. And he has a little fake mustache, and he sneezes, and he blows it off, and like a Nazi hands it back to him. He's like, oh, thanks, my personality. <laughs> Jeez. That's a good line. <laughs> there were a lot of... They, those things hold up. They're funny. They do. Except for the ones that are, you know, questionably racist, which is a lot of them, but still some good stuff in there. <laughs> you just got to look at it through a certain lens. A, pa- a racist lens. Yeah. Or <laughs> a lens of this is how it was at the time, and I'm going to enjoy it for what it was. Yeah, more of that. There we go. Where was I? Was I was talking about Three Stooges? Oh, uh, yeah. The rest of the... Ca- yeah. Oh, so Metamorpho is going to be in there? Uh, I forgot the, the actor's name. He's the guy who played Noho, Hank, and Barry. Metamorpho, he's the silliest looking hero. He can become different elements based on like different parts of his body. He's just a, a color palette that's... Just look at Metamorpho on your phone. You can have a phone moment. Yay! Metamorpho. Yeah. Metamorpho? Metamorpho. Oh. Metamuso. Oh. M-E-T-A-M-O. Metamorpho. Oh, wow. Look at this guy. He's got, got you know, four quadrants. Yeah. Different elements. Yeah. Hawk Girl's also going to be in there. And also Mr. Terrific, which is a guy who has a big T on his face because he's terrific. Oh. Is he the answer to Mr. Fantastic? He kind of is, except without the stretchy powers. He's also... Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember where he stands. Like in the, I can't remember if like he's one of the, like the top like three smartest characters in DC Comics. Like I can't remember if he's like above or below Batman or something. But he also has balls that he's um, floats like big floaty balls that he just controls. Throw a ball at you with his mind. That's no fun. Yeah, who wants to get hit with balls? Not me. So I mean, whatever. So the Superman <laughs> legacy movie is just building out in a weird, fun way, and I'm I'm here for it. Like we know that James Gunn can do silly, fun things with weird minor characters. Go for it. Give me Metamorpho. Give me Guy Gardner. Blue Beetle had a second trailer. Yep. I thought it looked uh, way better than the first trailer. I like that there's a Nana with a minigun. Yeah, with a flashy disco minigun. I don't... Either way, I like I like a good minigun. Yes. I don't know. We'll see. It's... Well, I don't think we will. Oh, well, someday. Yeah. Uh, when it's on Max. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, here's the... Pro- I mean, this is just kind of an ongoing problem. Like, I liked this trailer a lot more than I liked the first one, and I like the kid who's playing Jaime Reyes, but the reality is, is movies are just too goddamn expensive right now. It's super expensive. And unless it's something I'm, like, really tied to or something I'm, like, like think, like, oh, this is going to be really good, I don't want to go see it in theaters. Like, what is the next movie that we might go see in theaters? Ninja Turtles. When is that? August. Okay, so we got a couple weeks. And then there's, like, nothing until November. All right. I mean, there's stuff I want to see, but stuff I'm, like, I can wait. Yeah. The wallet's like, please, no. Yeah, I was, I mean, uh, I'm going to go, because I'm doing a drive-in, I'm going to go see Mission Impossible this weekend, but that's more because I'm going to the drive-in, it's like, what's playing at the drive-in? Oh, Mission Impossible. What else is there with it? It's usually a double feature. 
I think it's, well, I might only be staying for one because I think the second one is Transformers. Oh, well, there you go. Early night for you. <laughs> yeah, so it just might be a single feature. Oh, there you go. Saturday night? Uh, depending on what night it's raining because it rains every day now. It's true. It does. We live in the rainforest. I think it's going to be Saturday based on rain, but yeah. Ah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like my wife's going to go see Barbie. I'm like, cool. I get out of that. Like Oppenheimer, I'm tempted, but at the same time, it's like, I'll, I'll just wait. Did you see how much the um, the real weighs for the IMAX print? Yeah, like 600, 600 pounds. pounds. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, Blue Beetle, it looks good, but movies, like, they're just too pricey right now. Which, by the way, some of the early reviews on Oppenheimer say it's the movie of the summer. Yeah. That's one I think I'd want to see in theaters, because I like history. And I like Christopher Nolan stuff, too. I really haven't liked a movie of his in, like, a decade. I've... So, like, Dunkirk is fine, but, like, the rest of it, like, I I hate Interstellar. What? Up and down, I hate Why Interstellar. Why do you not like Interstellar? Murph! 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 It's about love! Murph! 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 Love! It's a bookshelf of love, Murph! I can look- Murph! I will never forget that character's name. Oh, very much like Fuck the- that movie. I hate that movie. I got so mad watching it. What do you have against M names? Murph? Martha? <laughs> I- I got mad at Tenet for the same reason everyone else got mad at Tenet. I was like, I I can't hear what's happening. It's it's already like a movie that requires you to think, and I like the sound was so weird on it. Like, okay, like you have a confusing movie, and then I also can't hear your confusing movie, so that's bad. Like I said, Dunkirk was fine. What else happened? Uh, you know what popped up in the algorithm for me the other day, and now I kind of want to rewatch it because it's been a long time since I've watched it. Like sat down and like absorbed it. Inception. Speaking of Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, I liked Inception, but that was 2010. Yes, I, but the thing is, I'm I'm still excited about every movie he does because everything he does is at least a big swing, and it's different and it's unique. So whether or not like I I literally haven't liked anything he's done since like 2012. Like I said, with the exception of Dunkirk, which is fine. It's at least he does stuff. So I'm yeah. always excited to see his stuff. Like I, I'm not going to check out of his movies. I'm always there to see them. Like, great. What do you got next? You're going to take a big swing and I want to see that big swing because mm-hmm. at least it's going to be something. I might not like it, but it's at least going to be something. All right. Yeah. I mean, I hope Oppenheimer's good. Taurus, what's your, uh, what's your humor setting at? 95%. Let's duck that down to 85. Did not like that movie. I got actively mad watching it, <laughs> which is, you know, not the reaction you're supposed to have watching movies. No, no, it's not. I will never revisit that one because it's also long. That is a long movie. So yeah, anywho, Blue Beetle looks good. I'm going to wait though. Oh, let's add it to the list of some people seem to like this and I don't know why. Wonka had its first trailer. Interesting that we're getting a Wonka origin story. That's why like people at work, they're like, oh, could this actually be good? And I was like, no. Hugh Grant looks like a weird ass bobblehead who lives in the uncanny valley and I will not stand for it. I didn't necessarily like... Why the, is he looking it up his own butt? I didn't necessarily like the Oompa Loompa in a glass jar. That was Hugh Grant. Oh, that was him? I didn't recognize yeah. that was him. Oh. Yeah, that was Hugh Grant. Ah. And it looks so weird and not in a fun way. <laughs> like, his head isn't connected to his body. It's just like... Well, he's an Oompa Loompa. All over... I don't think it's supposed to look like a bobblehead. I don't think that was the intention. I think it's just a bad effect. Are you an Oompa Loompa apologist or are you an Oompa Loompa hater? I think it's weird that he's enslaved these little orange creatures. It is. Uh, they're people-ish, I think. But I, I have no interest in this. I think it looks really bad. It, But it's like from the guy who directed the Paddington movies, which everybody loves. So it could be good. Mm. I have zero interest. I also... Do you I, love the Paddington movies? I haven't seen them. Oh, so. So I don't really... But I know that like everyone loves them, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have an opinion on them because I haven't seen them. But I'm also... I never saw the 2005 one with Johnny Depp, the Tim Burton one. I've seen parts of it. It's... 
I don't know. I think I'm so skewed by loving the original. The thing is, I don't even love the original. I, to be clear, I don't dislike it. It just isn't one that I have interest in revisiting. You don't have deep-seated feelings about it? No, and I saw it like it, you know, as a kid a number of times, and I think Gene Wilder's performance is really solid, but I'm just not into it. That's fair. I remember there's like a time, like, I don't know, early in the internet days when everyone's like, that tunnel scene is the scared the shit out of me, and it was the scariest thing ever. I'm like, just whatever. It they was, cut a, it was cut a scene. A, they cut a chicken's head off. Yeah, that's weird. But it, I, it wasn't like traumatizing for me. And I, th- I think the stuff that I like about it is just because I like Gene Wilder is like when he's under like when he's being like snarky or smarmy, it has like understated performances like that stuff's fun. But I'm, I don't have a deep seated love for Willy Wonka as it is. And I saw this as like, yeah, this isn't re- <laughs> I'm not going to be beating down the door to see this one either. That's fair. I really hated that Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa. Well, now that I know it was Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa, I don't know if I like it or not. It's very unsettling. Yeah, well, it's not meant to be settling. They're an Oompa Loompa. It's supposed to be visually um, offsetting. So usually at work, like if I don't like a thing, I usually keep my mouth shut. But everyone's like, this could be good. I'm like, no, no, it won't. Which is funny because you work remotely. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's, you know, if people are like, I love this. And I'm like, I'm just going to not respond. That's I, I just won't join in the conversation. Yeah. With this. So I was like, no, look at that. It's terrible. Oh, God, I can't. He's so weird and gross. I like you, Grant, as an actor, though. Oh. Um, there was, he did a Guy Ritchie movie a couple of years ago. It was, oh, The Gentleman. It, that was really solid. I really liked his performance in that. But you're not going to like him as a Oompa Loompa. Mm-mm. Okay, well, fair enough. I like it when he was just banging hookers, and they were like, why are you banging hookers? He's like, because it's easier. The 90s. And he could afford it. <laughs> I don't like his rom-com thing, though. He's like, ooh, I'm, I'm foppish and charming, and ooh, but I do like it. I like some, like, some of his stuff is really good. Uh, Ahsoka had a trailer. Looks good, but I don't know what's going on. No, I don't know either. Because... It's apparently pulling very heavily from Star Wars Rebels, a show I've never seen. So it was just like, I don't know who these people are. Okay. They said Thrawn. Okay. I'm aware of who that guy is, kind of. Yeah, I know. And they said Heir to the Empire. I'm like, ooh, I recognize that in some books that I never read. Mm, I think that it looks like it's going to be fun, and I'm hoping it's one that you don't need that background depth of knowledge. Boy, it sure looks like it. That's my concern going into it, because I haven't seen Rebels, and it looks like a lot of Star Wars Rebels. Like okay, I I hope this is accessible because I I don't know what's going on here. Yes, I mean it looks good, or like like visually looks interesting. But I mean maybe that's just part of the marketing is like you can throw it out there and I don't know probably like your layman could go oh that looks interesting. But the people who are like super into rebels will be like oh my god they're doing all this stuff versus me where I kind of live in the middle ground of like I understand that I don't understand this. <laughs> There's something happening here. And I feel like it would mean more if I knew why it was happening. If I had watched an entire other show. Yes. But I, I still need to finish Clone Wars before I get to Rebels, which I will not be doing before the show airs in like a month. No, I, just, have... I don't see me cramming that many seasons of TV in. No, there's only, especially on the rare days like today where the sun was out for a moment. Oh, and I was free. No, well, that sucks. Yeah. I worked on my tan today. Great. Yeah. Sucker. Did you golf? Fucking right I did. <laughs> there we go. All right. That's it. That's the news. Oof. If that's the news this week, next week it's going to be, they're on strike. Yeah, probably. All right. right, We're going to move on from there to Weird Comics Facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. As we are continuing to talk about Secret Invasion, I thought I'd give you some Nick Fury facts. Nick Fury introduced into the 60s as a World War II vet. It's Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. Yes. Except most characters within marvel comics you live in the sliding time scale if you go okay like their entire history happened within the last 10 years if they mention a specific date just kind of ignore that mm. 
Except there are characters with like specific starting points, like the Punisher. He's a Vietnam vet. Except they just killed him off and probably for a very long time, if not forever. He's been punished. Yeah, his wife got resurrected. She's like, I secretly divorced you and took all your money. Deuces. Wow. And then, and then he went to hell. Wow. Poor, uh, poor Frank. <laughs> yeah. um, Sees his wife and kids killed before his eyes, and his wife resurrects, comes back to life, takes all of his shit, and he ends up in hell. She's like, you killed all these people in my name? That's not what I wanted. Fuck off. Well, I mean, in her defense, that's probably, you know, a reasonable thing for her to say. But there are characters who have, like, specific star points. Like, and some of them you can work around. Like, oh, Wolverine's been around since the 1800s. Okay, that's fine. Healing factor, blah, blah, blah. But then you get characters like Nick Fury. Okay, he's a World War II vet. That is baked into what that character is. Yes. So how do you explain that? Well, originally, there was something called the Infinity Formula. Ah. Which is also, like, and most of them, like, don't, it doesn't really get brought up anymore and, like, gets ignored, like, that's how, like, Black Widow was, like, like an old Soviet spy. Like, she's also taken it, and, like, she ages, like, very slowly, and Nick Fury ages very slowly. And one of the Howling Commandos is still around, Dum Dum Dugan. That oh, dog's going up. Hi. Somebody got their flea and tick today. Yes, he did. Aged, like, very slowly. But then, there was an event called Original Sin, and it turns out, the re- it, they didn't, the Infinity Formula wasn't a thing. Nick Fury... And Dum Dum Dugan were just a series of LMDs, life model decoys, and there's just been a number of them. Like they've gotten oh. blown up and killed or whatever. Well, there you go. Fury knew it. Dum Dum Dugan didn't know. It. He was like, "What is my life? I'm a robot. I thought I was a man." But isn't Nick Fury chained to the moon? Yeah, that's what happened. Um, he uh, shot out the Watcher's eyes. He's up there on the moon. I well, can't watch with no eyes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as his punishment, uh, he then got chained to the moon, where he now lives there indefinitely because. Now Nick Fury Jr., who looks like Sam Jackson, runs around. Oh. Yeah. So that's up. what's up with Nick Fury. Why he was uh, never aged from being a World War II vet. It turns out it was a bunch of robots, and there was the real Nick Fury just got super old, and now he's chained to the moon. Yeah, you know. After shooting the Watcher. It's not a bad retirement situation to be chained to the moon. I mean, he's all by himself up there. There are aliens up there, Zach. Yeah, that's where the Red Ghost and his um, super apes are. So he's not the only one up there. Yeah. Just saying. Hang out with the fucking... Red some, ghost. Yeah, and some space monkeys. Boy, that's a dumb villain. Well, you know. The super apes. There you go. That's your weird comic fact. All right. From the So, re- wait. Oh. So, from staying young forever to the new young players in NBA Summer League, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. It always comes back to the NBA, does it not? You want to talk about Summer League? Not really. I do. You just want to talk about the Dome. <laughs> Actually, no, I wasn't even going to bring that up. That thing's weird. <laughs> it is unsettling. Fine, um, let's talk about the WNBA for a while. Well, this is the also this is the time of year where literally this is a unique week. Do you know why this week was unique? No. There were two days in the past seven in which no professional sports were played in North America. No, I don't believe that. Yep. The day before and the day after the MLB All-Star Game. Uh, home run derby, Vlad Guerrero Jr. won uh, the home run derby. I didn't pay attention to the All-Star game. DeAndre Hopkins, he was Vegas' favorite to be ending up in New England. Now he, he went from like a plus 500 to go to the Titans to a minus 300. So that means he's now favorite to maybe potentially go to Tennessee. So still watching the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes minicamp. Uh, not minicamp, but training camp opens up for uh, all NFL teams in what three or four weeks. So that's coming up right around the corner. You've also got the Sox are in last place in the AL East, but they're above 500. 
No team in the American League Central is above 500, by the way. Mm, so you've, you've got that going. I believe that's about it, really. There's not a whole lot going on that I've been paying attention to. I've been disconnected. Uh, Summer League is happening, though. I'll just the brief things. Uh, Victor Wembanyama. Yep. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he played two games. Mm-hmm. One of them was awful. Yes. His first game. But, I mean, it was crazy. Like, it was like a real game, at least like with the crowd reaction, like the dome, like that weird dome. <laughs> they mm. don't like what it does was filled. And like even the announcers they had, they pulled in Doris Burke and Mark Jones for those games. Like it was like a legit, like ESPN game. That's because they fired like Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. They fired a lot of people. Yes. But it, it was weird. And there was, um, the third Celtics game I was on actually right now as we're recording, but uh, I watched the first two Celtics games one of them, J.D. Davidson, the, one of the two-way players. Or right now, he's the only two-way player. they got to figure out who that other contract is. He pulled a Paul Pierce and pooped his pants. But because, I saw a picture of that. That was unsettling. <laughs> because it was Summer League. I didn't think anyone was actually going to see it. Nope. But it was really weird. So like, It's a dangerous game. Gas are solid. Dangerous game. I wanted to watch the Wembenyama stuff. His second game was really good after like the first two quarters. But I was flipping back and forth like when there was a commercial on in between the two games. Like I said, it was like night and day. Like Just watching... like just the crowd reaction and also like the announcers and just everything and like the production of like the Wembenyama stuff that I'd flip back to the Celtics. It was just like, I'm just watching a G league game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Scoot Henderson got hurt. So I never got to see him, which is too bad. Scoot. Oh, like, that's kind of, I think that's why he went so high in the draft because his name is Scoot and it's a fun name to say. Huh. That's why he was picked so high. Yes, he was. Scoot. Who doesn't like to say Scoot? Scoot is a fun word. One of the funner names in the NBA. The yes. New, I don't know. I'm a big Lou Dort fan because it's just <laughs> such an aggressively bad name, Lou Dort. You just like think you like you like saying Lou in a, it's a non-Lou context. Lou, Lou Dort, Lugans Dort. Oh, I did skip over one important uh, sports story, okay, basketball related. I'll wait till you're done your G League stuff. <laughs> Summer League, easy does it. Okay, sorry, Summer League. I'm done. Okay. Uh, also, I didn't know if you were following. This was on the NBA app, but team from Maine, Maine United, an AAU team from Maine. Uh, have you ever heard oh, yeah, of yeah, I saw this. Cooper and Ace Flag? Yeah. Cooper Flag, Maine, uh, and his twin brother Ace, a couple of Maine boys on a team full of actually all Maine boys, made it all the way to the championship of the Peach Jam. Yeah, Peach Jam in Atlanta. Big national AAU tournament. LeBron James was there. Some other big uh, Had a long NBA. talk with him. He had a long talk with him, yeah. So, yeah, it was after the game that uh, he played against LeBron's son. So, But Cooper Flag continuing, and Ace too, for that matter, uh, but uh, continuing to make some waves. Uh, as he goes into his junior year of high school, a lot of people think he's going to be a one and done in college and probably go to Duke and will probably be an NBA draft lottery pick. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. Yes. Oh, and the Damian Lillard stuff is ongoing. And according to Joe Cronin, could, quote, take months. That's not good. So we'll see. All I, right. I've been, I've been really interested to see where he's landing. The only person I have tweet notifications on for is Woj. And once that thing came out, it was like, it might take months. I'm like, I could probably turn these notifications off. And just find out in a normal amount of time. Because <laughs> for all, I was like, you know, when everything was happening, I was like, where's he going? Oh, it's someone else. Where's he going? Ah, it's someone else. Where's he? Ah. And oh, okay. like, it might take months. I'm like, mm, I'm just going to turn these notifications off. There we go. All right. That's sports. All is, right. Is that sports? That's sports. All right. We're going to move on from there. Hey, we're talking two episodes of Secret Invasion. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. It's pretty much the same episode. Well, one of them was literally half the length. Yes, thank God. <laughs> so we're talking episodes three and four of Secret Invasion. I got an issue with this show. 
Yeah. Three out of the four, by the way, full spoilers. Mm-hmm. Three out of the four episodes have ended the exact same way. Yes. Somebody dies. Or do they? In literally every single case. Like, I'm not convinced Maria Hill is dead. Amelia Clark definitely wasn't dead because they weren't, like, the show doesn't have those kind of balls. No. To be like, we're going to bring in a big star for a small role and boom, kill her off. No, it doesn't. And now... Um, Talos is yeah. laying in the street. Talos is probably dead. Yeah. But they've literally ended three episodes like the exact same cliffhanger. I'm like, oh boy, can't wait for episode five when they have a cliffhanger where someone gets shot in the end. Well, I mean, the best part about this is there's only two episodes left. There's parts of this I am liking. Like, I'm enjoying seeing uh, Fury's personal life. Yes. And building uh, that out with his wife. And we're getting some good uh, Sam Jackson monologues. Some really good... He's I, really getting to like just be like, hey, remember this? I'm a really good actor. I I will say I love the scene when he's with Squirrel Rody and they're drinking the bourbon. Yeah. It's, mm, Pappy, you done outdid yourself this time. Like, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson still has it and still can bring it. But also There's like... Squirrel in the government. Yeah. He's, he's as close to the president as you and I. Yeah, which I also 100%, I think he knows that that version of Rhodey yes, is of a scroll. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're going to be like, he was a scroll the whole time. I think oh, no, no, no. Just being like a pod somewhere. It was also yeah. so incredibly obvious. It was also so lame that the reveal came like over a phone call. Yes. Like, okay, cool. We already all knew that. Like, yeah. Because you were not going to do this whole show just being like, you know who's a scroll the whole time? Martin Freeman. That's the big reveal. Yeah, oops, here we go. No, it was going to, it's like, which one of the Avengers could be a scroll? Is it the only one who's in this show? Yeah, it's probably that one. Probably that one. I Although like, sh- I shit's going to hit the fan now that he uh, uh, that the president has been attacked. Well, we also know that this president isn't long for this Marvel no. universe. By the Captain America, I forget what they changed them to. What was New World Order is now Brave New World, I think. Yeah, um, Harrison Ford's the president again. Good, get I, off my plane. I hope there's no way they can do that. No, that would cost them a lot of money. I just can't believe Harrison Ford would be like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Air Force One. Mm, I mean, not a great movie. Not a bad movie, but not a great movie. It's very of the time. Yes. But we know, like, coming up very soon that this guy is not president. Harrison Ford's the president. Yeah. So I'm not really that invested. Like, oh, man, what's going to happen to the president? He's either just going to not be the president anymore. Like, maybe an election cycle happens. Maybe he gets killed. I don't know. Maybe that's why Harrison Ford becomes president. So, because something bad happens. That's, yeah. They're, and they're clearly going to be having to make peace between them and Russia for some... I did... When I turned on episode four this morning, I was like, huh, this is half an hour. And I think what happened is they just went, we want to do a big action set piece. And they, and they didn't... And the budget was just like, okay, it's the same budget for every episode. So just cut it in half. You want to do a big action set piece? Cut the episode in half. Now we have enough money to do it. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I was thankful because something finally happened. That wasn't very cloak and daggery. No. Gonna shoot some helicopters down with a rocket launcher. That was a pretty badass scene, that whole sequence, but... And I like seeing uh, the super scrolls in there. Like, that's fun. I did like yes. that one effect where he gets shot in the face and it just that heals. Was, and it just heals back. Or when he got stabbed in the, the hand and he pulls his I mean, hand that, through. That wasn't as interesting. Like, it's like, whatever. But, yeah. like, just seeing, like, how the bullet, like, affected his face and just goes... So it's like, how are you going to kill him? Like, you have to cut his head off, right? With Iron Man 3 logic, you just blast a big hole in their chest. Well, I mean, that also probably would work. But a bigger hole than a bullet, apparently. Bullet's too small, but, you know, like the size of a tangerine. That'll do it. Okay, cool. We'll get out the mini cannon later. <laughs> Take that mini gun from that grandmother in Blue Beetle. Yes, that's that'll, perfect. That'll do it. That'll teach him. Maybe a bunch of tiny holes. That'll show him the right way. And I do like the I, scenes uh, with his wife. Like, it's it's very tragic 
just especially like that like um could you have loved me like if i was in my own skin like that's a heartbreaking fucking line yeah and the way they both played is so good and when he's like i guess we'll never know oh man that like there there are really good moments in the show but and i liked that this one was like this is what i want like yeah half an hour that's awesome spend a little bit more money a little bit more money and a little bit shorter i think yeah the hour-long episodes that are kind of the they drag on a little bit. We're trying to get all the pieces set up on the chessboard, but I mean, we're four episodes in now. You know, we're at the end of Act Two, and this was our this was our climactic action. Like all the shits hit the fan. You know, the U.S. is going to be blaming Russia for attacking the president, and it's going to go absolutely haywire from here. I really liked the makeup job they did on Talos after he got shot. Oh, it was the fifty like, fifty. Yeah, that was so good. That was really good looking. So good. Still not convinced Maria Hill's dead. No. <laughs> we'll have to wait till the end of the show and see but But talos might be dead yeah but but i feel like we're done playing the you know who's on which side like our lines have been drawn at this point yeah i think we know you know curious to see how they play out the roadie stuff where or scroll roadie i like that it's a lady too yes i think that's kind of cool yeah i thought that was an interesting so it's like who is who is she gonna be if you like look back to the flashback there's gotta be Uh, be somebody her name is a scroll from the comics not anyone i recognize all right well there you go i'm sure i've seen her at some point just but how clever I gotta be honest all the scrolls kind of look the same to me that's a good point i mean they look whatever they need to look like they've got they've got plot capabilities i don't like that i know this is a very minor thing and i was saying this to my wife this morning when we were watching I'm like i don't like that ben mendelson is an, has an australian accent and amelia clark has a british accent she's like my wife's like oh well it's because they took the voice of the people they took over i'm like yeah but what ben mendelson goes back to like looking like a scroll he still sounds like ben mendelson yeah so I, I was like, you know how like fathers and daughters often have different accents from different parts of Earth? Yes. Yeah. That thing that doesn't happen. I don't know. It's a, it's a minor thing. Just bugs me a little. I'm enjoying um the graphic character. I like that actor. He seems good. Yes. And he's coming up in a couple of things. He's um he's playing Bob Marley in the biopic that the trailer just got released for. That looks pretty good. And he's in something else coming up. I can't remember now. Was it Barbie? Is he in that? Whatever. I like him. He seems good. I like him. All right. Um. Yeah. Secret Invasion. I can't wait for episode five when another person gets shot at the end of the episode. Mm. Just to mix it up. Is somebody going to get shot at the end of episode six? Probably not going to be a cliffhanger. No. Does Nick Fury survive this? Yeah, because he's in the Marvels. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident he survives. He's got plot armor. I forgot about that. Yeah. I remember, I, actually, I made mention of that. That was one of my problems with the show is there's like the main character. There are no real consequences for him from a standpoint of living or dying. And the same thing with Rhodey. He's going to be in Armor Wars. Yes. So, oops. All right, we're going to move on from there. Next thing, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Back to playing the hits again. Really? Is that what you thought? It feels like every series has an amnesia episode. Oh, I thought, no, I like this one for that very reason. Like, finally, we're doing like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure amnesia happens and stuff, but I can't point to be like, that's the Star Trek amnesia episode. No, it... To me, there was a little bit of a feeling at the time that they all woke up on the bridge on Next Generation and they had that extra officer on there and they were trying to like, he was trying yeah. to win a war. Like, I don't know, a little, it was just kind of, I don't know, I didn't hate this episode. I'm just Actually, saying this is probably my kind of, favorite because it was like, okay, we're kind of going, we're breaking into our own thing a little bit. And I like that. And I like that we get Pike being more involved with the series. And also, this is heavily, heavily tied in uh, to the unaired pilot, The Cage. There's also t- like, um which the doctor goes the cage i'm like i get it i know it's the cage i do like that you know this also kind of feels like a little standalone-ish like it doesn't like kind of fits in a little bit with the arc i'm still trying to like get my bearings in this universe have you seen that episode the, the cage pilot no i have not seen the unaired pilot um okay 
for you and for everyone else. So originally in Star Trek, uh, the first captain was going to be Christopher Pike. And then in, uh, they went to Rigel 7. So they literally returned. Like, you can oh, watch you talking about the original series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've seen that. Yeah. So they go to this planet. Things kind of go sideways, whatever. I like it's very funny looking at Spock because they have clearly not decided what a Star Trek uniform is yet because he's just wearing like a big gold turtleneck. Yes, and his ears are like a very bi- like a big like bulky turtleneck. It's not like a like the Star Fleet uniforms which are like form fitting. It's like this is meant for a man three times your size. Yes. Also, like the last line of that, like what is this a cadet cruise or something like that? I can't. Like Pike at the end of that episode is kind of like I don't uh, know. But that was unaired. Uh, later on, I forget the name of the episode. It was probably something like the trial or something kirk is put on trial and they uh save some nice money the a lot like 20 minutes of that episode are just uh, flashbacks to the unheard pilot ah and pike is in a box just like goes bleep bloop and his face is all melted yes it happens i did like that we get some character development in pike like he's got to face some of his inner demons there's like that part of it and but also we get, like the other thing that stood out to me was again like two episodes ago the measure of man episode like they talk about the the defendant talks about the um the lawyer talks about the prime directive is really convenient when you want it to be convenient but how many times have they screwed up the the prime directive and this other is episode. A, yeah this is another example of that like they have to do a rescue mission to get spock out of there and like a bunch of you know random officers die so totally screwing up the prime directive again i thought that one guy that like the one guy they interact with is like really sad he's like where they pull a memento, it's like we forget everything every twenty four hours. So I have some stuff like tattooed on my body. I know I had like a wife, but I don't know her name because I blacked out that tattoo. Like that's sad as shit. That is very sad. Like also, you know, what is it with these weird radiation planets that cause all these problems? Well, they saw a memento and said, "Hey, I have an idea." <laughs> that's a, and then and then they saw Inception. And they're like, everyone needs a totem. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. They just went. What are all the Christopher Nolan's movies? Is Batman here? Yeah. I want Batman. <laughs> Spock, he has pointy ears. It's right. like a cowl. There you go. But I don't. I, I'm a little surprised you don't like this. I like this one quite a bit. So when I was watching, I kind of I didn't do like a 180. But when I was first watching, I was going like, okay, this is kind of middle of the road. But like the more I kind of sat with it and thought with it, because you know it's been almost a week now, I was like, you know what? I like that one a lot. It really it really grew on me over the course of the last week. No, I, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just like I was hoping for like again. I guess part of the reason we like Star Trek is its ability to. Like those classic tropes, like, oh, everyone's lost their memory or, you know, exploring and meeting new civilizations and all of that that goes with it. I kind of lost track of where my thesis was going here, but cool. you're welcome. Bringing that groundbreak. I'm, I've, because I've got a lot of thoughts about our main, main event. Okay. Today. I've got a lot of thoughts about <laughs> well, the main you, event. You've lost your memory. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I need I'll a Rigel 7. I'm going to take your dog as a, like my totem. Which also, where uh, the Simpsons like pulled that name for, uh, Kang Kodos's planet. Yes. Fun times. Yeah, I like this one. I'm, I'm still enjoying the series. I'm glad that uh, Pike seems to be back. Like, not that every episode has to be about him, but there was a definite absence felt in the first three. Yes. All right. So I guess that's it for uh, Brave New Worlds, Strange New Worlds, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Too many Captain America, Brave New Worlds, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. We're going to move on to. Seek out <laughs> new life and new civilizations. Moving on to the young Indiana Jones adventures or chronicles, depending on which titling you go with. All right, so I've been, not quickly, and I honestly don't know if I'm going to finish it. I've been going through this since it got released on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Every episode, and thank God we're up to, like, this is a Sean Patrick Flannery one. Like, I mentioned this before, like, the first couple ones are, like, first, like, five or six, or, like, this little kid, and he has to, like, learn a little history lesson and wear blackface a lot. It's uncomfortable. 
Mm. Um, Sounds it. And then eventually, like, after that, it's like, okay, they age. And he can't really do anything because he's just, like, a little six-year-old kid. So when they age him up to, like, Sean Patrick Flannery, like, in the 90s, like, he's at least, like, a teenager and is doing stuff. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's like, a war veteran. Yeah. He's capable. Like, he's not quite up to Harrison Ford's age. But they still have every episode, like, you're still meeting historical figures. This episode crams in three of them. Yeah. So good for them. But the reason we're doing this one specifically, the mystery of the blues, which by the way, I don't know what the mystery of the blues was. I guess that it exists. Yeah, this, um, yeah, because it's mostly about jazz. First yeah. of all, oh, it's a lot about jazz. When I was my text not accurate, I don't remember what you said last night. I said, "I hope you like jazz." <laughs> uh, but the reason we're doing this one is for reasons I couldn't quite figure out. Harrison Ford's back for this one, playing Indiana Jones. The way the episodes worked when they were aired, and this got removed for VHS and DVD releases and now on streaming, um, every episode was 45 minutes, but it was designed, everything was kind of a Mm two-parter. And then when they got released, but they also would have a bookend. Sorry, had two separate thoughts going there. Um, They were bookended with an older actor who's supposed to be like a 90-year-old Indiana Jones. With an eye patch. Yes. Which I've never seen because I didn't see the show when it aired. Have you never seen an image of that? I've seen... I'm aware of it, oh, but, yeah. but I didn't. I wasn't watching the show when it aired, so yeah. I, I missed all that. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or something. But there would be these bookends of this old man. When these got combined and re-released, like all those were cut out, except for the episode where Harrison Ford's back. And I was looking it up, and I couldn't figure out why he's back for this one. Like, George Lucas just called him, which, by the way, they had already shot the bookends with the like old man. Yeah. George Lucas called him and said, hey, you want to do this? And Harrison Ford's like, well, I'm, about, I'm filming The Fugitive, and also I guess if you come out to my home in Wyoming, I'll do it. Oh. So he just snowmobiled to set, apparently. But I couldn't figure out, like, why this one specifically. Like, why was this the one where, like, you know what we should do? Get Harrison Ford back one more time. Then he came back two more times. So this was also, so a little other background. This was a two-hour made-for-TV movie. So that's probably why they pulled in Harrison Ford. So they could advertise, Harrison Ford is back as Indiana Jones for five minutes. I loved those minutes, though. Those were the best minutes of the episode. I was, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Especially, like, the first, like, there's a chase sequence and he's there. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird seeing him in a beard, but it's fine. People I can buy it. Facial hair, yes. different points. But he does have it just because he was filming The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. Dr. Richard Kimball. Oh, that's a great movie. It is. I just rewatched it very recently. And actually, the follow-up to it, U.S. Marshals, not bad either. That thing was on cable rotation like every three seconds. Yes, it for was. For a while. So yeah, I've seen U.S. Marshals a lot. It, it had Shawshank rotation going. Oh my God, yeah. It was like that and Airheads and High Fidelity were just like, you might as well just... But U.S. Marshals... Guaranteed to watch those three movies in a day. Not to get too far off of our topic of, of Indiana Jones and the saxophone, the mystery of the blues, but U.S. Marshals is a really fun action movie, I think. Yeah, Downey's weird in it, but whatever. But I mean... He was also probably on drugs at that point. Yeah, he was very much on drugs. <laughs> also, Wesley Snipes, notice that anytime he does anything athletic, it's a close-up and it's usually slow motion. I didn't. That's right. He is in that movie. I haven't seen it, so it was on heavy cable rotation. There you go. Because I saw it so many times. Well, you don't have cable anymore either. So, but I loved Harrison Ford. This like he's he's super engaged. Oh yeah. Like he's very active. Like he seems to be enjoying himself. And it made me just go, man. I wish we had a fourth movie in the nineties. Yes, that would have been really really good. They probably also paid him a stupid boatload of money to do it too. I was very excited to see him, and he's very fun in it, despite having to do something very silly at the end. But I really love seeing him. I was like, shit, we should have had one in the 90s. Well, well last Crusade was 89. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very close. Yeah, but still just what, like, at the, I mean, he was, I mean, he still is cranking out movies constantly, but like, I hate him to see like kind of his power in the 90s, but still very popular in the 90s. Major star. Well, yeah. I mean, 
he was still coming off of everything he had done with Star Wars, then Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, 90s. Think about what Harrison Ford had. He had The Fugitive. He had Air Force One. He uh, What else was another big Harrison Ford movie from the 90s? Regarding Henry. That was in the 80s. Good movie. Get sure. this man some Ritz. A lot of product placement in that movie. There was a lot of product placement. Specifically about Ritz. Yes, that's all he did was paint Ritz crackers. I feel like I'm missing another major Harrison Ford movie from the 90s. I mean, Harrison Ford was in The Expendables. Damn it. Great. Also, Jeffrey Wright is in this. A very young Jeffrey Wright. Very young Jeffrey Wright. I'm not even I enjoy him in it, yet. though. He Harrison does not have, like, movies. the gravitas that, like, he has now. Like, you know, like that, like, deep kind, kind of, like, growly. He's just... I mean, not that, like, Jeffrey Wright's, like, like a large man, but, like, he's skinny. Kind of a... He's kind of a dink to Indy in this episode, too. For a while, and then yeah. he's not. For no reason. Also, his character 100% killed Big Jim. <laughs> so the whole premise of this is Indiana Jones really likes jazz music, and he uh, works in a club that has a jazz band, and he goes to see that band play at a different club later on. He gets his ass thrown out um, mm-hmm. because his friend causes a ruckus. Yes. An accidental ruckus, because it's a uh, prohibition time. This movie is very big on a couple of things. Reminding of Prohibition and segregation. Yeah. And by movie, I meant TV episode. There's also the one scene that I was like, that also made me like, not the content necessarily, but the props when they're having the dinner and Indy's there with them dinner and they're passing around the main course. Did you not notice what the main course was? It's fried chicken. Oh, Jesus. I mean, everyone can enjoy fried chicken. It's, It's fucking delicious. But Indiana Jones like wants to hang out with these guys. And it comes out that he can play the saxophone. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. But he really can't. Yeah. And this movie, the first half of this is basically nothing but jazz. I mean, the amount of dialogue scenes compared to scenes where it's just people playing jazz. Oh, yeah. 60-40. Easily 60-40. To, to the jazz side. And some of it's just making fun of how bad Indiana Jones is at playing the saxophone. True. And they're like, jazz could be anything. Like, we could do twinkle, twinkle, little star. It's jazz. How many times did you have to hear? Um... And it wasn't very exciting. What was that song they kept playing over and over and over again? I can't remember. But it was like, how many different versions of it? Um, And then at the very end, they're like, and also here's the blues. I'm like, how is this the mystery of the blues then? It's more like the barrage of the jazz. It was really the barrage of the jazz. The other thing that was like very unsubtle about it too is like, oh yeah, look at all these famous people Indiana Jones interacted with, like Ernest Hemingway and Elliot Ness and Louis Armstrong. Al Capone. Al Capone. So there was four famous people mentioned in this. You know, there is one episode. I haven't seen this one yet. I will like. I don't know if I'm going to watch this whole show, but I'm definitely watching the one where he meets Dracula. Okay, because <laughs> I want to see what that is. For my first foray into the Indiana Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, like, like you said, the first hour was like, oh, we need to make a two-hour made-for-TV movie, but we really only have like an hour's worth of action content. Let's just play some jazz, some smooth jazz for the first hour for a long time, and then the second hour, like. Oh, we have a mystery to solve. There's a murder mystery. Yeah. Thank God Ernest Hemingway is there. Yes. And Elliot Ness. Yeah. Who becomes a very famous prosecutor. He's the guy who gets Capone. Yes, he does. Capone's also in this. And they have a shootout. It's weird. It's such a weird tonal shift. And then like Jeffrey Wright's kind of in the second half, but not that much. Also, the saxophone that they have, not a real size saxophone. It looks like a play-side saxophone. No, it's a different... It's not your alto sax. There are different kinds of saxophones. It's yeah, a real saxophone. It was an alto sax, right? No. Yeah, so eventually Indiana Jones learns how to play the blues. Yes, learns how to play the blues, learns how to play jazz, and the bad guy gets away. There's a lot of police corruption in this community. Yeah, and no one seems to care that much about the murder. No, and I think that's where the mystery of the blues is, is like, well, when they got away, I'm just going to go play some blues with the guy who probably was the murderer. 
Yeah, and there's that very weird dinner scene where, like, not Jeffrey, right? Like, one of the other players of the band is, like, yeah. talking about, like, how much violence he wants to do, but he's a war vet, and he's getting scolded by his dad. Yeah. So, this is a thought I had. It's, it's kind of awkward. This was a thought I had last night. How many people has Indiana Jones just murdered, like, killed? What is his body count? I'm sure someone has done the math. I need to find because it's high. Like, yeah, I get that he's the good guy, but the number of people that Indiana Jones has killed... Like, for instance, the sword guy. Maybe he was just a street performer, and he shoots him for no reason. He punched the guy into a spinning propeller. You know, it's, um, I don't know the episode, and I don't know the reference. He cuts, so- a, he cuts a bridge and sends people to their death in crocodile-infested waters. Granted, they're part of a really shitty cult. That- He's going to see them in hell. Yes. No, just Cali. Sorry, I mixed up my Star Wars with my Indiana Jones. Mm, true. I'll see you in hell. Yes. Is there hell in Star Wars? Probably. Yeah, I guess there is now. Yes. Or since 1980. Yeah, there is hell. It was. I had a clever thing teed up. Bet it wasn't. It was Han Solo. It was Solo. There's the... Who? Wow. You really stuck the landing. Nope. Didn't at all. <laughs> I can't even... Can't ring the bell. Nope. I, kept, I took them away from children. You son of a bitch. But with the bookend, so the opening, uh, there's a chase with Indy and a Native American. They run into a cabin where they're going to hide from these guys who are trying to take some artifact from uh, his Indian friend. It's like a pipe. Something. I don't know. Mm. And he's like, this is the most like sacred thing to like my family. And Indiana Jones like sits down, picks up his saxophone. He's like, this is the most sacred thing to my family that we've never heard of. Yeah. Although, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull does reference one of these episodes. That's what I was talking about before. Ah. But again, I don't know which one. So these are like supposedly in canon, I guess, including meeting Dracula. Yes. Well, you also, you know, Obi, I mean, not Obi, Indy likes going to the, you know, to the music club. So he went to Club Obi-Wan. Yes, he did. But at the end, um, the robbers come in and they don't have any bullets in their guns for some reason. Like, we don't want bullets, but we're just going to hit you in the head. We're going to take this artifact from this other guy. And Indiana Jones says, like, well, sometimes things don't go the way you want to. And sometimes they do. And he blows the saxophone so hard, all of the snow comes off the roof of the cabin, kills these three men. But luckily, the guy who had the artifact from his Native American friend has his arm sticking out of the snow, and that yeah. thing is undamaged. But three people are dead because Indiana Jones blew the saxophone that hard. Are they dead or are they just incapacitated? <clears throat> I by the think way they're the dead. Again, goes back to like Indiana Jones has killed a shit ton of people with a saxophone. Like some he's, of it- he's killed three more people with a saxophone than I've killed, period. That's, you know, three is a big number. Uh, for saxophone related death i mean some of it i get is in self-defense like when he blows the blow dart back into that guy's mouth and kills him that way like i understand that but oh i mean i guess most of his killing was in self-defense the guy he threw under the truck the guy he punched into a bunch of big ants that ate him alive yeah but indy's killed a lot of people and shows like zero remorse about it this is a very like all these young indiana jones episodes are kind of weird at least the ones that i've seen Harrison Ford makes it worth it, though. I guess if you yes. just want to watch the bookends, go for it. Because he really brings it in this. Like, I re- he's, yeah, I guess it was only like one day of shooting. But he's he's really just acting. And he looks like he's enjoying himself. He looks like Indiana Jones. Like he's not phoning it in. And believe me, Harrison Ford has phoned in a number of performances. Yes. This isn't one of them. What I think is absolutely f- like funny and ironic when you look at Harrison Ford is there was one time when he was interviewed back in like the 90s, early 2000s, I think. It may have been on 60 Minutes, but I remember it very vividly. And someone, he was asked, like, would you ever do, what would you, you know, would you ever do Star Wars? I was like, eh, how about Indiana Jones? Like, in a New York minute. (laughs) And yet he made two more Star Wars movies and two more Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. But his answer always would be like, well, they paid me good. (laughs) 
I don't know. It was it was really fun to see him, yeah. especially like at that age. Yes, like doing something like this because like, I've seen like a really like you know low res print of it on YouTube. So it was fun seeing like a good quality version of it. It was fun. I for those five minutes, I had a great time. It was Again. just the uh, the other ninety. Like <laughs> like I like I had texted you and you're like, I, I'll actually pull up the conversation. All I know is Harrison Ford kills three people with some smooth sacks, has a beard because of his film The Fugitive, and I recognized an actor on the opening credits when I was making sure I was sending you the right thing, but I already forgot who it was. I said it was Jeffrey Wright. And boy, do we take a long road to get to the saxophone. <laughs> but yeah. Whatever. I think it's at least fun to search it out, and probably a good enough example of if you would like this show, just the rest of it doesn't have Harrison Ford. I mean, there's some decent-ish act. Like, that last action scene isn't bad. No. Especially it's... for, like, early 90s TV. Oh, yeah. It, it was, was very good. Yeah, pretty good action. Pretty good action. I won't say very good, but it was pretty pretty solid action. Yeah, pretty, so, pretty, pretty good. Still holds up. I don't know. I can't really like recommend the series because I'm not enjoying it that much, but I can really recommend watching the very beginning of this episode and the very end of it because that was at least a blast. Yes, I would agree. All right, we're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. You send them in to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Literally anyone can do it. It just doesn't have to be this one guy who's a little snarky. Okay, well. One, I, but I do appreciate that you sent uh, nine separate questions. All right, well, there you go. So Wait, no, you, there are ten. So <laughs> that's a very passive. You're like, I don't like your questions, sir, but thank you for your questions. Well, because this is how it starts off with, here's some more questions. I will sing it, single-handedly support letters to the editors if I have to. No. The, the, how okay. dare you, sir? So that's We have snarky. other people that write in. That's not snarky at all. This guy is like, he's taking it upon himself to like, you know what? I like letters to the editors segment. You guys always ask four questions. I'm going to make it my personal mission that you never run out of questions. I applaud you, sir. <laughs> how dare you? How dare I? <laughs> no. This single-handedly. We have other people that write in. No, but every week we ask for letters, and it makes it sound like we don't have people that write in. So, sir, ignore Zach. I applaud you. He took my bells. I would ring the bell for you, but Zach took the damn bells. Well, we'll ask. It's also just easier to go in order, but the first question is like relevant to stuff from this week, so we'll just start there. Okay. Uh, with the casting of Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, and Superman Legacy being considerably older than Superman, do you think that means that Batman and Superman will be Dick Grayson and John Kent? Or however to word this better. I defer to you, sir. Yeah, that's why I didn't send you this one early. Okay. So the Guy Gardner factor, I don't think that um, really affects these other characters. But I do believe that we might see Dick Grayson and uh, John Kent can break them down kind of quickly. We know that uh, Clark and Lois are definitively going to be like in their late 20s, early 30s, depending on how you, you know, give or take five years from their real ages. We know it's supposed to be a young Superman. So no, I don't think it's going to be John Kent. Uh, the way John Kent was introduced in the comics was interesting, a little convoluted. So probably as everyone knows, like there was Flashpoint and that reset everything into the new 52. We got 52 new books. Everyone's history was rewritten kind of. They just, unless you're Batman, they basically just kept all of it. But Superman was a younger Superman. And then there was an event called Convergence, which is terrible. I can't emphasize enough how bad Convergence is. But what the point of Convergence was, was to give happy endings to all of uh, the characters that like got erased. So like literally, like uh, Dick and Barbara got married. I literally don't remember the rest of them because it wasn't very good. But something that happened in there is um, Superman and Lois had a son, John, and people liked that thing. 
So what uh, DC ended up doing is they just killed off the other Superman and Lois and just brought in the old ones. And then everyone just pretended like that never happened. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) like no one ever brings it up. Like, remember, we used to have a different Superman and then this other guy came in and we just pretend like we have a very long history with him. Yeah. Well, no, we don't. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how uh, John Kent was brought in. And then they aged him up. So now they aged him up twice, actually. So now um, he's the current Superman. There's two Supermen running around still, but he he's kind of uh, your main Superman right now. Clark is, or Kal-El, is, I think they're kind of calling him now, going off doing his own thing. So we have new Superman, John Kent. I don't think uh, we're going to see John in this first movie at a bare minimum. I think there is a decent chance that we'll see him in a future movie and he'll get aged up. Like this movie could end with like Lois being like, I'm pregnant. Like that wouldn't shock me. Oh, wouldn't be the first time that Superman got her pregnant. No. Let's not talk about that movie. Okay. Because everyone involved with it's a dickhead. All right. And it's boring. All right. Fair. Not Brandon Routh. As far as I know, he's a very nice man. Yeah. But I mean, again, like Kevin Smith said, at what point does Lois put two and two together and be like, I don't recall having sex with you, Superman. Yeah. So, no, I don't think we're going to get John Kent as Superman, at least not initially, but maybe in the future. Dick Grayson, though, and I've been saying this since this got announced. I think there is a very good chance that Dick Grayson is going to be the Batman in this universe. I shouldn't have said the Batman because my point was we already have Bruce Wayne as Batman in a different universe with the Matt Reeves movies with the Batman mm-hmm. with um fucking Twilight Kid. What's his name? Oh, Rob yeah. Pattinson. Yes, that guy. I think he might be like a year or two older than me. You know, that kid. Yes, that kid. You know, there's been spoilers for the very end of The Flash that you you probably didn't see but you probably know this happened uh when george clooney shows up at the end people are like oh like he's not really gonna be batman this is just gonna be a gag i disagree and i think this goes to my theory of dick grayson whenever they've been initially showing images of hey this is gonna be the batman movie they're doing it's gonna be about damian wayne but the image they keep on using over and over again is dick grayson as batman i'm like okay but this is where the clooney thing comes in this is why i think it supports my theory because if clooney is our bruce wayne and i hope he is we can have an older Bruce Wayne that doesn't need to suit up, that only has to be in a couple of scenes, doesn't, like, Clooney has to show up for, like, two weeks. Yeah, if anyone's showing up <laughs> and then, all. And then we have Dick Grayson as Batman. And I, I don't know, that's kind of my theory for how this is going to go. I think Clooney's coming back. I think it's going to be Dick and, obviously, Damien's in there. Yeah, that's kind of my working theory. I support it. <laughs> I knew, this is when I was like, you, you can't really add much to this no. one, can you? I have no idea. I really do hope it... I think the Clooney factor really... It really, like, that was my opinion, but I wasn't, you know, fully committed to it. Once Clooney came back, I was like, okay, I think, you know, this might really be where we're leaning. And and you know what? That would work, I think, well for him. I think he'd be really good in that role. Yeah. Just, he shows up, doesn't have to suit up, or maybe he does for, like, one scene, and it's mostly just a stuntman in a costume. And you know what? He's got that gravitas, too. I think Clooney could be a great Bruce Wayne. Not great the first time around, but I still think he could do it well. Well, again, I think he was handcuffed by a really shitty script. Yeah. I mean, how can you act back card? Don't leave home without it. Where does that line of credit go to? I know. That's always bugged me, too. Yes. Thank you. How did you open this account? Yeah, exactly. Who's financing this card? Is it a Visa or MasterCard? They say follow the money, and sir, you have made it very easy. Yes, exactly. Like, there's a lot of hand-waving things. Like, how did he get contractors to build all that stuff for him? He certainly didn't do it by himself. How does he pay them? How does they? How do they not know? This is a lot. Uh, they do it... Uh, they do it like Devil in the White City. This is like a, like uh, different people like construct different things, and they didn't know how it all connected. Oh, okay. Real life thing that happened with a weird I, ser- serial killer in Chicago. I will say that the money factor from Batman Begins, like the the Christopher Nolan Batman's, that makes more sense because he goes broke doing it. But yeah, I think I don't know. That's my theory. I don't think it's a terrible theory, but I guess we'll find out when it happens. All right. 
So that's it. <laughs> that is it. All right. I'll zip through the post amble. If you enjoy the show, go to patreon.com slash editors no comics. Dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus access to things behind the paywall, like the first three episodes of Pod to the Dark Tower. There's more coming, so I'm told. And there's other cool well, stuff back there. We were going to record it, but then uh, my wife lost her voice. So, oh. Harder to record a podcast that way. Yeah. She can't really, like, you know, like Morse code it into the microphone. Just like. I started counting in between coughs. It's like averaging about 12 seconds in between a coughing fit. Ah. So, you know, not great for podcasting if every 12 seconds. Oh, is, is, that, why she, is that why she's absent? No. Oh, uh, you didn't like sequester her? No, I was like, get syndrome. out of the house. Be gone with you. Well, you said you were living the bachelor life for a few days, and then you said your wife is sick, so it's like. No, she's with her sister. Oh, okay. So she's getting other family sick. Yeah, maybe. Oh, just not you. Fingers crossed. Yeah, there we go. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash editors note comics. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Interact with us. We love your letters. Email us editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can also find Zach on the social medias. Just look up editors note comics. Just not on threads. Just not on threads. Or, I'm, or Blue Sky or any of the other ones. I forget what they are. I'm on Twitter at Junior Rich. And if you want to find me on threads, it's the Junior Rich because when I made my Instagram, some other asshole stole Junior Rich from me. <clears throat> Oh, Blue Sky. I know it says Blue Sky, but in my brain, like, I just made it say Blue Ski. So whenever I see it pop up, I'm like, Blue Ski. Which is different than a Blumpkin. Oh, God. All right. Uh, we're back next <laughs> week. Hey, how's uh, reading that comic going? Oh, it's going swimmingly. Haven't started it, have you? Nope. You, you're like, I'm like, I'm giving this to you two weeks in advance. You can start it now. It'll be like nothing. You're like, yeah, I'm totally going to do that. That was over a week ago. Nope. I had to clean up human shit. So <laughs> very true. I don't think that prevented you every night. No, but I was certainly bracing for impact for the time it was going to happen. Uh, yeah, next week I will be talking the like 2012 event Avengers versus X-Men. Oh, that sounds like a great read. I should get into that. All 12 issues. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.